You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by the final doctor, Rich Wisniewski. How did you know I'm seriously applying to be the doctor? After this lady doctor regenerates, it's going to be me. It's going to be an American doctor, and it's going to be Rich Wisniewski. It's going to be me. I've been sending them letters for like three years, a lot, lot longer than I did Dragon Magazine trying to get my articles published. So I think I'm, I'm in the lead. I think yeah. I'm in the running, Dave. Yeah, just on effort alone, you're going to get there. Yes. <laughs> Is your thing going to be timey-wimey, or what's your what's your shtick? Did you really just ask what my catchphrase <laughs> might be after that whole intro time that we were talking? <laughs> did you really? Did you I, really? I'm giving you an opportunity. This is your Are platform. You, is this, this my is one your... time to say, let's yes. butt chug this thing? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were looking for? <laughs> That's maybe what I was going for, yes. Audience, shelfies, people, none of my family because none of them listen. We just spent like 20 minutes talking about that. <laughs> This is why we have got to get a Patreon going so we can get those recordings earlier and people can hear the ridiculousness that happens before the ridiculousness. Indeed. (laughs) Okay, um, so joining us tonight, we are doing our Gen Con 2019 wrap-up. We are super pumped for that. And joining us this evening in talking about Gen Con are our two dear friends that we met at Gen Con. They're critical to our Gen Con experience. Steve and Amy. Steve, dude, welcome back to the show. Oh, this is awesome. And then Amy, always a pleasure having you on. So thanks a ton. Thank you. So folks who are not, maybe you haven't listened to every episode we ever did, uh, Steve does the Super like Robo Rally. Yeah, <laughs> like your family. Uh, Steve does the Super Robo Rally and does all like the Lego Mindstorm stuff at Gen Con. And so like we always play his game and we all have lots of fun. And so we wanted Steve to come on and join us in the reverie of, of Gen Con. And then Amy, who did our oh survival guide to Gen Con, she helped us do all of the volunteering stuff. Amy, you are like the Gen i don't know con you're like yeah you're theory. like our guiding star at gen con at this point you're I so like critical to say that i'm the hostess with the mostest oh that's beautiful i like it i like it yeah kind of the co-host with the most but you're the hostess with the mostest which is very apt because yeah. folks gen con amy is 100 hashtag extra all around i mean like okay let's just get right into it folks when we were going to gen con we didn't even gotten there yet I had a wonderful surprise of getting to the airport and finding Rich and Rob waiting for me at the terminal. I had no idea that was going to happen. Rich, you guys didn't plan that, right? No, that was just a complete accident. Which we I just... think is funny because I had all of your flight itinerary, so I knew that was happening. So the <laughs> fact that you guys didn't know is very funny to me. Yeah, a little daft over here. <laughs> But it worked out. It worked out. So we ran into each other at the airport, all got on the same flight, had a great time just talking on the way. And then... Whoa, we... whoa, 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 whoa. I got to do a life pro tip for everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're just going to call this a rich pro tip because, you know, I remember talking about in the hallway at Gen Con, if you need a little space, 
You just pretend you're going to puke and people move. <laughs> this is in that same vein that we had like A boarding passes and Dave had like C boarding pass. So we were going to yeah. get a better seat. So when we got in there, Rob goes aisle, I go window or however it was. And if people, if you're on Southwest and you want to save that middle seat, all you have to do is just gently rub your hand on the middle seat as people are walking by. I love this tip. As somebody who is sometimes forced to fly Southwest, this is the best tip that I could have gotten. You just make eye contact with anybody in the aisle and you just kind of lightly rub the seat right beside you and you're everyone fly. will pass you. You're you're overly inviting. Uh, um uh, inappropriately inviting. Being a little too friendly for a, a potential future seatmate. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, knowing that it's like an hour plus long flight is like no. I would not sit in that seat if both the dudes are making eye contact and both are rubbing the seat next to it. Uh-uh, not sitting there. No, thank you. So we land in Gen Con, and I normally don't get into this kind of stuff, but like the the amazingness, which is Gen Con, Amy, begins like immediately because we didn't even get our bags yet. We're just like at baggage claim, and oh, we saw Velma. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the fans of Gen Con, there's the what is it? Cosplay what? deviants. Cosplay deviants. Yeah. Yeah, Velma, or I think what's her what's her. Uh, Gemini, Gemini. Yeah, Gemini is her name. Yeah, yeah Gemini. Okay, so Gemini's there, also getting her bag. She was also on the same flight as us, and she's just kind of hanging out while we're all waiting. And in walks freaking Gen Con Amy and our good buddy Mike all together. Um, we knew you were gonna pick us up, right? Like right. you said, oh, I'm gonna pick you up. So don't order a car. All right, I won't order a car. I'll wait. For and you I didn't get to take the bus. Right. Yeah, we didn't take the bus. And Rich we will walk, never take the bus again. We walk outside, and and Amy, what do you have ready for us? So I have a party bus ready oh and waiting. God. <laughs> With booze. Not really. I mean, we, ha- I ha- we had to have a toast for, for Gen Con, and I felt the most appropriate way for all of us to comfortably sit in a vehicle and have our, you know, kind of initial toast to Gen Con was with champagne flutes, with champagne, all sitting around a party bus with loud music and annoying lights. It That's was, just the way we had to do it. Like it was so amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, we were day drinking hard. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was, going according to plan. <laughs> it was amazing. I had no idea you were going to do that. I figured we were going to like roll in in your car. You Which know? is very funny because my car is very small. and I've never seen it. <laughs> right, right. But I, I, the three of you being together, I guess that maybe would have worked in my car if it was just me and just the three of you. That right. we could have figured that out. But I, like you said, David, as soon as you saw Mike, you're like, okay. Yeah. Something is happening. Because I was like, okay, well, four of us, sure, we can all fit in a car. But as soon as there's a fifth person, it's like, wait a second. And then we get to <laughs> the party bus and, you know, I don't do anything halfway. So I uh, enlisted the help of my cousin who acted as our bartender. She was the one who had the champagne ready. You know, she had very specific instructions. You know, I want the music playing. I want the champagne poured. I want, you know, as soon as we walk out, it's all about the experience, right? So I had to enlist some help so there were now what what is are we at six people now i mean yeah it was it was a a a car load that's for sure and jess was super we got a new gen con friend now jess yes 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 100 yeah it was forever it was a it was a riotously good time and we roll around and like just stop at some random hotel 
and out comes freaking Hugo and Fernando, who are what? also dear friends of the show. They've been on the show. Amy, you coordinated all of this stuff. I and- did. So, and here's, okay, here's the thing about that. And I will, and you guys don't know kind of the behind the curtain uh, situation of that. Ooh, ooh so, this is some Wizard of Oz stuff going on. Yes. So I have, you know, I have my Gen Con notebook, which you are all very familiar with. So it's I a have, planner, folks, that I, has like yeah. so many pictures and words oh, yeah. and yeah. stickers. So it's I crazy. have on my, you know, on my arrivals list, I have that you guys are landing in Indy at 11.20 a.m. So when I had talked to Hugo and Fernando before, I said, you know, meet me at the airport at 11.15. I want to be there when they land. I want to make sure that it's, you know, very obvious, whatever. So they were planning to meet me at the airport at 11.15. Well, then I get a text from, I think it was Rich, and he said, oh, we've landed. We're here. This is at 10.35 (laughs) a.m. You know what it is? You know what it is? Those Southwest pilots, they just gas it. They're like, you know what? I'm getting there. They have no time to to mess around. They're (laughs) like, I need to get these gamers to Indy, or it is, you know, my ass. That's right. So at 10.35, I am freaking in the back of a party bus while we're trying to figure out the Bluetooth, how do we get the music playing? We're, you know, Jesse's popping bottles. We're trying to do all of these things. Popping bottles and I'm like, in the uh, bus. Guys, they're here. We are about, I would say, 75%, you know, the way to the airport. So I told Rich, no problem. You know, it's a little, you're a little early, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. And then meanwhile, I'm texting Hugo, stop, stop, stop. Don't go to the airport. Like I will come and pick you up. Everything is not okay. We will be gone by 1115. He's like, no problem. We will just tell me when you're at the hotel and we'll be there. So yeah, there was a little bit of panic there, but that is kind of, that's kind of the life of a meeting planner, right? You, you adapt to whatever situation. So, but yes, I am looking right now at my arrivals list and it specifically says 1120 AM. <laughs> that is not what time you arrived. No, we showed up like an hour earlier. <laughs> a- absolutely. Darn you Southwest. Oh, it was so great. Another that was reason so great to hate Southwest. It was so great. So we roll around Indy, get some photos downtown. It was like a really kind of little magical tour and you took us this really cool candy shop. What was the name of the candy shop downtown? Rocket Fizz. Oh my it's god! It's on the circle. It's worth the walk if anybody wants to go. So there, it is a candy store, but the, one of like the more known things about it are the sodas. Oh yeah, they have so many sodas, and you can like <laughs> all kinds of crazy, crazy flavors, and it, it's really, really a cool. It's very. I feel like it's a very niche place. It's not. India is not the only one, but, um, but yeah, it's it's a super. It's a fun fun little spot to stop in. Yeah, they had I wonder the, if everybody goes to Rocket Fizz, and we've just never been there before. I, I've, Rich, I've heard of some people who that is that's a stop that they make for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. We need to update our survival guide. Yeah, I think Fizz. I think, dude, let's re-record the whole survival guide and make sure that Rocket Fizz makes it in there. Because yes. things it's a great place. So much this year. Yeah. Yeah, and 100%. they have Chocola. If anybody is old enough to remember Chocola, they have that there. Yes. I got to say something here. Amy, you pulled off something pretty incredible because they it doesn't sound like they realized that the main way into Indianapolis was closed. So you had to go through the off the, the road yeah. streets. You're right. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and- Steve, You're right. Three Steve. I don't think they realize that because you gave this great tour. Beer, you don't notice. So on the way in, we we took Kentucky Avenue in. You know, normally you would jump on 70 West, and you know you could kind of track 
your your way in the whole time. We had to take an alternate route, Steve, to get there. Right. So when Rich texted me that they had that they had landed, I had to pull it up on Google Maps to see how many minutes away we oh. actually were. Because <laughs> I had, even being a local indie person, I had absolutely no idea where we were. So on the way back, it was clutch to distract <laughs> from the fact that we were not just jumping on, you know, 70 East to get back downtown. Didn't even notice. Yeah. Apparently you did a yes. great job. Thank you, Steve. You are they think it correct. was a, a tour of the city when yes, in fact it was just absolutely. trying to take a detour of the city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we so, totally got snowed on that one because uh, it was like, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a scenic route and show you the city. And well, yeah, and when you yeah. have drinks in your hand, you're like, let's it yeah. sounds yeah. great. You know, you don't yeah. really care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, in Wednesday, Wednesday is set up, right? That's that's logistics for us. Just making sure we get our badges, make sure we get all this stuff. So we're like, eh, there's no pressing event. Like, let's, yeah, let's take a tour of Indy, whatever. But in secret, we're just doing basic logistics. We had no idea. It was awesome. That was so good, Amy. I, I'm just, I'm just, I just, that was a huge surprise. It was so much fun. And I have no... I had no idea going in, and it was just such a cool, special thing. So thank and you. The, and thank you. And the great thing is, is I did get to ride a bus. <laughs> you did. But as long as it's a bus of my choosing, Rich, I will allow it. I will allow it. It wasn't a buck 75 sitting yeah, next to... You're darn right it wasn't. It's, I will take care of it. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So yeah, uh, everybody at my recommendation is to get a Gen Con Amy in your life. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but you should. <laughs> um, so after that, we went to downtown, dropped off our bags, and went basically straight to Dick's, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We saw our boy show up at the exact same time we showed up. Oh, yeah. So um, Al and Larry were like literally pulling into the hotel as right. we pulled in. Yeah. What crazy coincidence. That's yeah, two that was, years now that. that's, that's happened. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really fun timing. So yeah, we, really we all like rendezvous at the hotel, get our stuff put away. We go to Dick's because that's like what we do on Wednesdays is go to Dick's. And that was a lot of fun. Like Weather was perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Gen Con weather all, all oh. around was great. We the got weather to sit gods, on the patio. they smiled oh. on us. I mean, I there are so many ways that it could have gone wrong with the the weather that we have been experiencing. And when mm -hmm. I was looking and it wasn't changing for for the whole weekend, I was like, this is this is really the best that we could expect the first week of August. It was yeah. it, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, it was like a partly cloudy, low eighties the entire time. Like oh. It was awesome weather, much better than past years where it was like 100 degrees or something close to that. <laughs> you know, it was just so exactly. good. So good. And I got to say, you know, Dix is fun. I like Dix. But I started to get a little stir crazy because we were at Dix a long time. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go. So I paid my tab and started doing logistics like grabbing badges for the GMs, handing out badges, you know, finding various people, all that kind of stuff. And I think I kept swinging back by Dick's and y'all were still say, there. David, I, I knew that you were ready to go and I had to leave for another event. So I mm -hmm. knew that you were ready to go. And then when I would get texts from Jesse or Polly or someone, you know, and they're like, well, David's here. And I'm like, what? Still? Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's mm -hmm. still there? 
Mm -mm, mm -mm. no 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 ready to go yeah no i was buzzing around i was i was i was in and out i was in and out and we had that we grabbed those patio spot right on the main street and we had people jump in yeah we had people jump out and we had new people jump in we had people leave and so we really just kind of had a little uh we kind of held court out there just having fun because everyone sees you on the sidewalk yeah and it was cool because a lot of shelfies like high shelf gaming fans were just walking by and some were like, oh, I think I know those guys, and they moved on. But others were like, hey, are you guys High Shelf Gaming? And they would sit down and have a drink with us. And that part was really cool. I really liked that part. The part that got to me was, you know, after like three or four hours of being berated by the staff, I'm like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like the first hour I'm in, it's fun. It's fun. It's super great. But after a while, I'm like, eh, can and we drop right. the act? No? Okay, I'm out. <laughs> It was nice also to wrap up at the tanking or the uncorking part. What was it? The tapping party. The tapping party. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, after we headed back after Dick's, I think everybody uh, decompressed for a minute, unpacked a little, and then we ran over to the tapping party and hung out there for a while. And we met another Gen Con Amy relative besides Jess. We met... <laughs> Brother Ed. Yes. yes. That was great. <laughs> Gen Con is kind of a, I told you guys, it's, if you're local, it, it's the play. And you guys know, I grew up with, with game, you know, Jess is a gamer and my brother is a hardcore gamer. So yeah, it, that's truly the place to be. And my brother's birthday was on the first, which I think was Friday. So he, someone in my family, whether it's like me and Polly or my parents, we will always get his his Gen Con batch. I don't know what they're, he's going to do when he has to actually pay for it himself, but he has <laughs> always, that's always the, like the best birthday gift is just to buy his badge for those four days. And yeah, he, uh, he met up and he hadn't seen uh, Jesse in a while. So they got to catch up and it, it was perfect. It really worked out so, so well. Yeah. It's funny to me, Amy, you have so many gamers in your life. You are not a gamer. No. But you like pour so much of yourself into Gen Con and now into uh, us. That was so awesome to have so many things taken care of. I mean, it was it was amazing. <laughs> I, you know, it's, we... it's it's great to me too. I think growing up around that, you know, and it, when I say that, I mean, you know, my mom up late at night playing. I I wish to God I knew what, I forget what game. She'll kill me for not remembering what game she used to play. But, you know, she's up all night. My brother is up all night. You know, I I know kind of the ins and outs. Monopoly. They need to eat. They need Mm -hmm. to sleep. They need, you know, and so I know kind of where the gaps are. And I think my role in, in that world is filling those gaps. I don't game, but I can certainly understand the mindset of you've been sitting maybe in front of a computer or at a table in front of a board game, you know, for this amount of hours. There's something you need. I'm going to make sure you have it. That's kind of my my role in the gaming world. That is so amazing. Like like professional support staff for gamers. Yes. yes. Hey, absolutely. Dave, absolutely. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe we should ask Steve what he did first. Yeah, Steve, how because did your how Steve, did your... how does your Wednesday rank up to that one? Yeah. Well, I was uh rather jealous of the pictures that I saw that you guys were posting from the party bus. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine. I was like, "Man, do I post this or don't I? I have to share this. This is just too awesome to not share." Well, I I live about an hour outside Indy, so I 
actually am working in Indy. So I, I spent the day at work on no! Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> we could have we swung by and picked you up. Yes, I, we could I'll, have, absolutely. I will keep that in mind next year. Yeah, ha- take a half day, and we'll just... Oh, uh, I will totally show up at your work an hour into drinking to get you out of work. Oh, my gosh. Please, God, I'm writing this in the Gen Con notebook. One moment. Okay. I have it open are... and prepped. So, so Steve, how's your resume? Is it is it up to date? Because <laughs> you might need to take advantage of some new opportunities yeah. after Rich invites himself into your place of work. Where is Robo Steve? <laughs> Where he Everybody would Steve? say he's right over there. <laughs> they know. They know. Oh, yeah. it's Robo Steve. Yeah, yeah, of course. Lego Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I have actually a handful of people from my my team were absent, either. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Monday, or all of it, um, with the Gen Con experience. So oh, it's not a awesome. big surprise at work. That's, yeah. And you know, the whole Gen Con thing this year, I mean, it was huge. 70,000 people, I think, oh. like, or just just under 70,000 people? Just under, yes. <sighs> so Steve, Gen Con is kind of like uh, the Christmas break for a lot of people. I mean, it is. It yeah. was, the building was. My my section was pretty empty. Wow. People clearing out. Um, like I say, I saw a whole bunch of. One of the nice things about where the way we're set up is I had a whole bunch of people stop by to see me at Gen Con. A bunch of the coworkers. You nice. Know, it's like I people could find me. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, getting to see you in your element, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. get to share this moment. This your passion. They get yes. to see that. So your day really starts on Thursday then? My my day, yeah, it started on Thursday. We – I don't want to jump ahead, but no, oh, yeah, thir- let's do it. Thursday morning, we plan on getting there around 8.30, 8 to 8.30. We, we pretty much have this choreographed where we grab the stuff out of the back of the SUV. Three of us take it inside. One of them parks the car, and uh, then we head in and start setting up. Do you use a rolly dolly, or is this literally you can carry it all? I do have a hand truck. Good. That's made it. It holds it pretty pretty well. It's made out of Legos. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dave, so I'm can... supposed to be the color guy. That was awesome. I get one a week. <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, you you guys have this. You you guys have your SOP down. You're like, all right, I'm the guy that parks the car. I'm the person who manages the computer. I'm the person that does the floors. I'm the person that does the robots. Like, you all just have your – each has their task, and you're very efficient at getting your stuff all set up. Right. Yeah, we – we I think we got there about 9 o'clock, started setting up, and our first game's at 10 o'clock. And How so, was the attendance at your 10 a.m.? Um, Normally, those more, first I, events can be a little slow. Actually uh, – this year we changed the the price of things. We bumped it up to make people <laughs> cut it down to the more serious players. Mm-hmm. 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 And so Thursday and Friday we have one hour games most of the day. And those are pretty much I'd say pretty full. In the past, during the event, we would you know, every every single spot's full. Um this year, we were able to say, we have some openings on Saturday that you can sign up for. And we pretty much got to see those fill up during the course of the event. Excellent. That's awesome. That's really cool. How was electronic ticketing for you? I really liked it. 
we had this here, we had one person give us generic tickets. The rest were, we either sold the spots ahead of time. I think we had probably, I don't know, maybe a handful, maybe 10 or 12 people that actually bought tickets standing right there at the game. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Where that's a really can, cool experience. It's cool. They can they can bring up the app. We, we scan their badge. It says, do they want to buy a ticket? We say yes. And I think the people get an email that they respond yep. to. Yep. I got one. And then they just say, yes, I actually meant to buy that ticket. Yeah. And then it just shows up on our on our scanner, our phone, yeah. that says, yep, they just bought the, a ticket. The e-ticketing e is so easy. We have got to redo our survival guide stuff just to talk about the e-ticketing alone. Also, it's so, Steve, so good. as somebody from the event team side, let's discuss that later. <laughs> I would really like to know more in depth because where I am during the con, it was it was a great, I feel like it was a great addition, but it was also super confusing for some people because people did not realize that while it was really the event organizer's decision whether to do the e-ticketing. So I think some people assumed that meant everybody was onboarded into that. So it was a little bit confusing. So I would be very interested to hear more about how that went for you. Just throwing that out there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I volunteered to do it last year. I said, honestly, this fits with our entire game mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. people scan their badges with yeah, our a high phones. Tech, a high-tech experience, yeah. And it's all just part of it. So we really, like I say, if, we didn't have any problems because, again, we go into it with a high-tech mindset. Yep. Yeah. And, to, you know, to go to Gen Con Past, you had to hold the tickets, you had to put them in a little envelope, you had to get everything turned in, God bless you lose one, or, you know, <laughs> God bless one falls and goes somewhere. Um, it really... Um, I think makes it easier on someone who's running a game. Yeah. So on Thursday we had this mom come up to us and she's in a total panic. She's like, I don't know where my, my son lost his ticket to your game oh. and, and we don't know where it is. Oh. Well, they didn't give out any kind of tickets for the e-ticketing. Yeah. Oh. And so That's, they were all panicky. So, so we kind of get to tell her, don't worry. We have your ticket. You know, your, your son didn't lose anything. You're okay. That's awesome. And, and I think we saw, we had some other people came up. They're searching through all their tickets, through the envelope, through everything. It's like, where's our ticket? Where's our ticket? It's like, let's just see your badge. We got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and what's funny is alternatively to that, this kind of sad side to that is people who thought that they had a ticket to a, at a specific event because they thought it was e-ticketed, and but oh, it yeah. wasn't. So yeah. we that's kind of that's kind of the angle that we saw a little more. And I mean, honestly, it was it wasn't the norm, which was nice, but and they did on the paper, if you read carefully the paper that was in your packet with, you know, the things that you did have to pick up, it does say, "Hey, this event is electronic. You do not have a ticket for it because it's basically on your badge." But I know from what I do for a living, people don't read shit. You can give them as many things, as many paper reminders, all the, all the, right. new, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They yeah. will not read it. It's all safe. goes in the trash immediately. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. all of us on the call can agree with that. Steve would probably yeah. say no one reads code documentation. Yeah. Uh, no. David and I say no one reads scopes of work. Yep. Yep. I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where Gen Con is in a period of transition and transitions yes. are tough. And yes. that's just, 
while while both systems exist simultaneously, there's more confusion. Yeah, Correct. we we ran during the course of Gen Con, we ran 22 games. We have almost 200 players. Nice. And we had a few of those. We had a guy show up at one o'clock on on Friday. He's like, I'm here for my game. And we it took us a little while to figure it out. He bought the eleven o'clock game. Oh sad. <laughs> He's sad. Like, um, oh no. Yeah. And so then he went out and bought another game at five o'clock because he didn't want to I told him we could take his eleven o'clock ticket later in the day. Yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to do yeah. that, but I did that. And uh, he's like, well, I want to make sure that I get this spot, so I'm going to buy the ticket for the 5 o'clock game okay. just to make sure that I do get in. I'm not going to take a chance on there being an opening still. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So I don't – I haven't actually seen the refund policy, but it sounds like oh. the e-tickets, they don't uh, – they're not as easy to get your money back for him. I'm writing that down as a note for our research for next year, man. That's yeah, we'll a have to, we'll very have to interesting thing. It would be good to inform people about that process. What I've seen is you can return it a half hour before the game. Yes. But after your SOL, yeah. That's my impression. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do some research. We'll we'll comment on that during the survival guide for sure. Yeah, I had uh, another group show up at four thirty for their four o'clock game. They're like, Whoops. you know, we we totally totally spaced the game. Whoops. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, we can get you in on the a later game, like the six o'clock game that had enough openings for their entire group. And so again, I did the thing of scanning their four o'clock ticket, right, uh, to get them in. That seemed seemed okay. Nice, nice, nice. So, Rich, you start off the con with your game. Every yes, year. we call it hungover Dungeons and Dragons because I'm usually <laughs> hungover Thursday morning today. Yes, uh-huh. and I'm very interested in the attendance at an eight o'clock game on Thursday. Right, it actually worked this year. You guys have all heard in the past. I've had like entire no show event. Right, where no one shows up at eight o'clock in the morning. You know, I think that what helped with that attendance was the uh, pastries and coffee that was provided. That was a magical surprise by um, a certain Gen Con Amy. <laughs> Gen Con Amy sent over Mike, who was playing in the game, and uh, Polly with a coffee and pastries. And I had, I was nice and hungover, and luckily I had a little bit of coffee. Had I even like cut it with water, and I felt like I was a race car. <laughs> After like 15 minutes, it was like so good. It was a super um, coffee. Yes. And the and that's, pastries. What that's was that the fun super thing one? too about being local? Steve, I hope that I'm I hope that I'm shedding some light for you as someone who works downtown Indy. So those came from Circle City Sweets, who I know the the owner. She's an incredible, incredible woman, incredible pastry chef. And I talked to several people who were at the game. Really, I was searching out someone who had who had selected my favorite, the bacon cheddar scone. I'm, yeah. I will be having one tomorrow. I'm literally going to dream about it tonight. They are so wonderful. But I did get to hear from other people, no, I had this cinnamon roller. No, I had this. And I didn't hear, I, I only heard wonderful things. So I'm glad that, that I'm glad that worked out. Super winner. Um, luckily, yeah. Al was there. Al came to the game. And then Kylan came to the game. Yeah. Who made her name. Kylan had the bacon cheddar scone. Oh, did she? I know nothing oh, yeah. about games, but I know what that girl ate. <laughs> and I always go Kaylin. I used to call her Kaylin all the time until finally I learned to call her Kylan. 
And so what does she name her D&D character? Yes. Kaylin. Yes. So it is yes. just the entire game. It's like, I can't even get it right. And she's just got this big Cheshire cat grin. Like, it'll teach you to get my name wrong for a year. We we did have a really fun game and I killed Al and um, I like almost killed someone else. But I got close, but you only got one kill to that time. But he re-rolled a new character and we had a real great time. It was a That's lot of awesome. fun. That's awesome. That's so cool. And somebody else, I think Scott was running on a game alongside you. Yes, Zorn yes. was um, on the other side running some 5th edition, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, some Dragonlance. He was running yes, Dragonlance. Dragonlance. And he had so a full group. Cool. So yes, cool. He had so a cool. full table. Yeah, and uh, this year we had a zine that Hugo had put together, like a magazine for High mm-hmm. Shelf Gaming. We were handing those out at these games. Oh. Guys, it was it was. It was insane. We had so much cool stuff going on this year. I need to I get was, one of those. If you have an extra one, David, I would love one. You got it. You yes. got it. There's a there's a download link, and I've got a one extra right now. So I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. It it was so freaking cool. It looked incredible. It was. I mean, it had custom art that he had like commissioned from an artist local to him oh. down in Mexico. It was so awesome. Uh, it was just it was just great. Talked about the show, talked about his project, Death Die Death Die Club, all had kinds an adventure of adventure really cool in it. Yes, it had a whole adventure in it. I mean, it was like it was like straight out like old school zine where you get the zine, it has stuff in there, and then there's like a, an adventure and like how to play guides. Ha! It was great. Okay, so we handed those out. Y'all had fun playing. I rolled on to a game called High Rise, which is not for sale right now. I think it's pre-order off of Kickstarter. And it's a building tycoon game where everybody at the table is a building tycoon. We're all making our own skyscrapers. Very competitive. Very interesting game. I, I really dug it. It Rich, you talked about Tokaido. I want to say Origins or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very much like Tokaido, but you're building skyscrapers. And your skyscraper, if it's taller than someone else's, can eat their skyscraper. And they what? lose their spot on the map. And so we, by the end of the game, we had some, like, vicious, <laughs> vicious stuff going on. And, yeah, it was pretty okay, fun. Okay, Steve, pretty we fun. need to eat your robot special ability. <laughs> or eat someone else's robot. <laughs> Where a robot, like, sits on the, and just consumes them on the map. <laughs> it was uh, it was really fun. Um, I, I think that that game is going to be on my buy list. Just because of the Tokaido movement style, but then this like really aggressive tower eating thing that it had going on. It was, it was a really cool game. I dug on it. And then I got to play Cyberpunk Red. And that was two hours. It was a two hour role playing game. Phenomenal. I loved the two hour, two hour spot. The game itself, Cyberpunk Red, is a huge passion of ours. We talked about it on the show. I won't go into a lot of detail on this episode. Uh, we have a YouTube on it. We're gonna have more content on Cyberpunk Red, but the we two got hour one coming. Yeah, we do the two hour role playing game, guys. It was it worked. I thought I needed four hours. No, 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 no. Two hours is plenty to like do some investigation, get into a fight, kind of test out the system a little bit. It was a really really fun time. It, we played in their Cyberpunk Red Chronicles, which is like their organized play which is what, uh, like, D&D does that, Pythrender does that, now Cyberpunk is starting to do that. I, 
I think it's a community-led effort, though. Oh, I think it's, my. I think it's a bunch of people just making their own organized play. It, well, it was fun. Well, that's how it turns into an organized event from the company over time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, couldn't say enough nice things about that experience. It was really good. I liked the shorter format. I liked the game a lot. And we'll be talking about that more later, I promise. And then after that... Super Robo Rally. So the way we worked it out is we always love playing Super Robo Rally, our crew. We always pick a two-hour slot because we want to play the game as long as humanly possible. And last year, when we were putting the HSG sticker on the Hammerbot, and we were all doing, like, just just all having a great time together, Steve and I kind of concocted this. We were, like, mutually fanboying. Like, we were a fan of his stuff. He's a fan of our stuff. We're all, like, really into what each other's up to. Well, the the HSC group is one of the most fun that we have. Aww. Because people are... So much fun. Interacting with each other and... and, uh, it's a lot of the games we get, people are pretty serious about playing the game. <laughs> They're nose down in the phone, like, I gotta yeah. win, I gotta yeah, win. Very much so. <laughs> There's yeah. phones? What are the yeah. phones for? So this, <laughs> you handed this yours will... out. You immediately <laughs> handed yours out and you just talked crap the whole game. Anyways, so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we, we show up, we're in mass, we have all the HSG folks, because it's part of our meetup. We're going to do Robo Rally and then go to do a vigil and do the bars and well, you, all this stuff. And You kind of have to jump backwards because mm. we started this uh, setting up the game about, what, two or three weeks before this. Yes. Oh, um, yes. One of the things that I have to do with this, I I design a different board for every day that we're there. Yes. Brand new boards, so we've never seen it before. And so, you know, somewhere leading up to this, I pick randomly pick one board that I'm going to play for Thursday and another board for Friday. And so what I did actually was I went ahead and, and set up four boards and posted them to the high shelf uh, group. Yeah, let our you guys Facebook pick. group. Yeah, so you put them all up there on the Facebook group, and we voted. And there were some devious maps in there. I think we got the second de- most devious map. Was it the was one we selected. it was a different one because the normally when I set up the boards, I make them so that they're all pretty much equal starting positions. Yeah. So it doesn't matter which one you get that much; it's all the same distance to the first flag. Yeah. But that one that you guys picked, I had set up so that they weren't all the same. Which means, strangely enough, Rich had probably the closest spot to the flag. <laughs> what? Yeah, he had the closest spot to flag one. You recall he never touched flag one. Yes. We'll get back to that. I tried Squandered like a hundred times. Squandered it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a cutthroat thing, folks, because we had to like select the map, right? And then we're all looking at the map like, all right, HSG, where do you want to start? And that was a whole other voting cycle where... Who Everyone got to pick? Last. Yeah, who got to pick first versus who got to pick last, and it was this, it was a whole thing <laughs> that we orchestrated on the thing. Like um, the players got to pick, but before the players got to pick, you let the high shelf gaming audience, the the shelfy crew, kind of go through and say who goes last, who goes first. Thank you, shelfies. All that stuff. Yeah, so they they, they definitely made Rich and I last yeah. and second to last. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. I mean, we, we should go last. <laughs> Wrong. I should go first. Yeah, so we did all that selection ahead of time. It was a really cool thing that you did for us by letting the community help 
design the game that you were going to run for Thursday. So one of the interesting things about that, you know, we have the start positions, and I let you guys pick your robot, and so that kind of put the robots in different start positions than normal. Yes. Like, like normally when we play, Zoombot is always robot number one, right? <sighs> and Wally is always robot number eight. Yes. And so we showed up there Thursday morning, yes. and I told Davin and, and the guys, I said, this is what we're doing. They're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> the, the spreadsheets, they don't allow it. <laughs> and so I ended up moving start position one to where Zoombot was. Okay. Which... And so I don't know if you noticed it, but one and two were not what where we they showed they up on your map. Really? Your, your robot was right where you picked it. Right. But the guy that picked Zoombot, re- that star square number one was in a different spot. I remember when we walked up, you had this big spreadsheet open. And you're like, hey, I did this thing with the bots. And I think that's what you were talking about. And yes. so you're like trying to reassign stuff all over the spreadsheet. And I was like, this looks hard. I should leave yeah. and let so Steve I, do his thing. <laughs> I was reassigning those between 9 and 10 on Thursday, trying to get them all in the spot that they were supposed to be in. <laughs> Because my crew was yelling at me, saying, no, you can't put them in different spots. We know the red one is number one, and yes. it has to be number one. Le- leave it up to High Shelf Gaming to mess everything up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all that setup happens. We roll in. I think our game was at six. Yeah, so so we're sitting there. We're finishing up the game before yours. Again, it's another dedicated group. Two they hour had game. a two-hour game from four to six. And so we basically planned a pretty quick turnaround well we're sitting there about five till six and davin looks at me and says i'm kind of bored this thing is working perfectly bum, bum, right? bum. and then he says that and i hear a pop and i see smoke coming out of the raspberry pi are you serious there was no, like literally not really smoke. but it okay. seemed that way <laughs> the blue smoke he can't let it get out of the machine yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as he said that people said well my screen's not refreshing, and I look, and mine's not working. And the SD card in the Raspberry Pi stopped working. Oh, wow. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we're basically in the middle of a turn, and the and the, the game stops. And so we're trying to figure out what's going on, aside from the fact that Davin just said it was working perfectly. <laughs> and we realize, you know, the SD card has, has stopped working. So I have to get up what and explain to do? these people that... That the game is over now, by the way. We've just stopped your game. Yeah. Sorry about we're in the middle of the last turn. And I yeah. think this person won based on the, the score. Yeah. And so then we're trying to figure out, you know, if we can recover anything. Talk what about we have pressure, to do. man. You have like minutes. And and here's the thing. Quite honestly, there's one game that I've looked forward to playing with, with this at Gen Con. And it's the six o'clock game with you guys. And by the way, I'm normally full of a smart ass comment. And then I looked over and I, they, you know, I'd heard the, the system was down. Yep. And I'm like, I'm wanting to walk over and go, Did you reboot it? And <laughs> I look over and see Steve, like, with his head in his hands and was like, Time not to be a smart ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the moment not yeah. to be a smart ass. Yeah. Don't, don't mess with them when they're putting the blue smoke back in the box. Yeah. I, <laughs> I agree. Like, we were all like, oh, man, we're going to get to do this thing. It's going to kick everything off. And it was like technical problems. Hey, we're Rich and I, we, we work in technical professions. We get it when there's technical problems. It just happens. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a real gut punch, man. And I'm so mad and, and so frustrated about the whole thing. And 
I think that's when I we kind of figured out how we were going to be able to get it working again, yeah. writing a new SD card. And uh, I'm like, you know, this is going to take us a good 45 minutes to get everything back up. Yeah. That, I think, is when I came over to Dave and said, uh, why don't you guys go eat dinner? Yeah, it was, oh, man. You know, I want to say, Steve, that moment when you were like, hey, can you just give us like an hour? I thought you said go drink more. <laughs> We I'm all sure hear what, what we all heard. hear what we wanted to hear. Oh. <laughs> I heard food. Richard drinks. <laughs> He's like, yes, one more hour to pregame off of the four I just did. Um, <laughs> but no, I want to say, Steve, that moment it was like um, it was a prescient moment, you know, because like I I saw there was real worry. I want to say, like, just to be real, like there was some real worry. You're like, can you guys just do this and then come back and we still play? Like, I knew that. All of us really wanted this game. Right. And we'd already waited, I want to say, like, 20 minutes or 15 minutes, 10 minutes. So, you know, some small amount of time. And it was like, all right, we need an hour. Everybody leaves for an hour. Do they really come back? Do they not come back? It was a big risk. I, I honestly, I don't think I could have done that with any other group. Any it was amazing. eight people that were there. Yeah. Because most of them were, you know, random eight people together. Yeah. But knowing that we had this one group. Yeah. I'm like, well, I know we were hoping to go out to dinner with them afterwards. Yeah. But maybe they can get that out of the way and then come back. Yeah. And not do too much drinking before then. <laughs> yeah. No, I I want to say that that was um, that was a, a moment of like real like in crisis. Let's all band together. Let's make this work, and give you guys space and time to do your thing, and you know we go and do our thing and and, and roll back. And I want to say that was. Probably one of the most important moments in Gen Con for us this year was just that, like, yeah, let's make this work and not uh, hem and haw or not worry about it and not, like, try and come up with some new plan. Let's just make the one plan come together. Um, and so that was a really important moment to me. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we went through it, honestly. I was, was really was happy with thing. how it all played out at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he made it work. Yeah, exactly. So we go eat. We come back. Things are working. Folks, I just want to paint the scene. There's like all of the high shelf gaming people, or I say all of, there's several of us, you know, like Amy, you're there, Jesse's there, all these people are there. And we Pop. didn't pregame at all. Right. <laughs> so kidding. you're all we not totally like, did. Yeah. 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 Everybody's in good moods. Everybody's in yeah. high spirits. We're all kind of sitting around waiting and we're all waiting. We're all waiting on Rich. Um, and there's like, there's like 10 or so audience members because I like think every podcast, too. I think they all had kind of a sense that something was about to happen. And folks, I kid you not, it's like a scene out of Cinderella. Freaking Rich comes down the banister. Like, what up? Like, <laughs> we're all just kind of oh, milling man. around. And it was like, the bell of the ball has arrived. It's <laughs> okay now. Stop. We can start. <laughs> well, it was great because I was really struggling to give away our free seat. We had this free seat to give away. And, you know, we were all kind of frazzled and a little, you know, a little little off our uh, off our kilter. And Rich, you came down and just took over that whole situation. That had was a awesome. bunch of people playing a game in order to get the free <laughs> ticket. We met this awesome dude, Joe, from – it's called Flight Risk Podcast on Podbean. We have it linked in all of our stuff now. But they're a Star Wars actual play dramedy. Joe was phenomenal. He was so fun. He sat right next to me, picked up the game very quickly, did about as well as I did. Did, did he pick up the game quickly? 
<laughs> well, you know, he pushed he pushed buttons very quickly <laughs> on the on the keypad. But, I will say, I'm pretty sure he did get to flag one. I Ooh. I want to say he made it to flag two. That's possible. Yeah, but, but did he uh, make it to the pit? <laughs> he Wait. visited. He visited the pit maybe more than once. He spent a lot Wait, of time I off the board. There, there were flags. I missed oh, the, this completely. The, the, the red squares were flags. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're, we're, I need we're, a how-to next year. I think Rich yes. said the same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. on like Rich's flags. level. I don't, know, what, <laughs> I don't yeah. know where I was. Yeah, exactly. So we start playing, and okay, Super Rover Rally is normally a three lives and you're out situation. Steve... You made it so that we had infinity lives, <laughs> which is great. I have it set up so that in a two-hour game, I have a switch. So for the first hour and a half, you can't lose your last life. Right. So you may die a couple times. You may die 15 times. Which but you'll still have one life. Yeah. And then for the last Thank half hour, God. I tell people, we're going to turn that off. Yeah. And, and we had this a lot where – I think it might have been even in your game where at this point, everybody's on their last life. Already. So if you die, you're out of the game. I was the first to die. <laughs> <laughs> not but, me. Oh, not me, everyone. Just the, I want that noted. The other Dave. cool thing that you had going on was you had all of these special abilities for our bots enabled, like ramming and detonators and EMPs. You had like tons of so, tools for so us. So there's a lot of options in there that are standard Roborelli options. Yeah. And I made up a couple extra to yeah. to make things a little bit interesting, like the EMP, yeah, where you kind of shut down all the robots. So it's kind of interesting because that was one of the options that I made up. And we had games Friday night, and most of the people playing the Friday night two-hour games are very, very serious Roborelli players. Yeah. And I don't think that they liked <laughs> the all the options and everything. <laughs> one of the they things were like, that I... What have you done to my, my yeah. perfect robo-rally experience? Well, one of the things that I did for you, with you guys in mind is I set up the, uh, a trophy for first place. Yes, the trophy. And we oh, set you up know little... Ryan wanted that trophy bad, y'all. It was oh, yeah. a Lego trophy. Ryan is like our Lego guy. <laughs> so and, and so I set up the, the point system based on how much damage you do. And yeah. it also includes how many flags you get. Yeah, you know how far you go in the actual game. Yeah, and the guys, the two games on Thursday, everybody loved that. Yes. Two games on Friday, they did not like that. Oh, they're like, I made it the farthest. I should win this game. Yes, but Ooh. you didn't kill five people along the way. It's <laughs> like making it the furthest. And so it's really interesting seeing the difference in the players. Yeah, um, I want to just... say. Ryan, I think he clinched that game in like the second move because we conga lined immediately. All the bots are in a line, and Ryan just has like he just moved everybody off the board, <laughs> and he got like eight kills or something stupid, like almost immediately. Yes, and, and I think some of that is looking, and you know, I explained to you guys before the game how to score points. Yeah, and he probably you did had mental to the, all the people that were playing pay, paying attention. <laughs> I was going to say, um, there's the key right there. The people I was lost the entire time, but it was very fun watching. But I was yes. so confused by the rules and people yes. dying and then come back to life. I'm like, okay, I didn't drink that much. I, <laughs> I feel like there's I'm missing something here, but I wasn't going to say anything. Well, I, th I think we played uh, 
what round 15 turns or something like that something like that yeah uh, it was close to 18 i think we, we were ryan and i were both chasing uh flag three at the end and I remember distinctly on turn 11, I put Rich's robot right back where it started the game (laughs) in the starting position with no flags. I'm pretty sure that he never hit flag one. No, we tried really hard, Steve. Somewhere around turn six, Rich started going to the audience. Yes. Right? (laughs) He had to phone a friend and make friends. You like went out into the audience. And he went over and he talked. He talked to Missy, right? And yeah. she told him what to do. Yeah. And when when he was done with that turn, he was sitting right next to the flag, like one square away from the flag. <laughs> then he goes, not to Missy, yes. to somebody else, yes. random person, not MIT yes. Missy, yes. right? <laughs> and then after that turn, she, he's way back by a starting square again. On a conveyor belt that's going to take him off the board. Take him off the board. He, I don't know how many times he went off the board. I, I made Gen Con Amy do it. I made Jess do it. I oh made Ray, I, I like one time said, I'm going to five separate people. And they didn't yeah. know what the other person programmed. You know, I'm not and sure I that had was them a good program. plan. I, I think if you're trying to get there, that's not the best way to do it. The plan, oh the plan came apart on me. It sounded really good in my head. Oh, my God. But it was a whole lot of fun. It was tons of fun. And that really... Wrapped uh, up Thursday. Yeah, we finished up that game. You guys were bushwhacked, man. Y'all had been working all day, crunch time, you know, made stuff work. Hadn't eaten. (laughs) So I think we were like, all right, I know we were going to go get drinks with y'all afterwards. I think we should let y'all just do your thing. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> yeah, next year. Next year, 100%. I, I really uh, want to hang out with you guys after. I'll back a bestie card next year. Yes. <laughs> I'm showing oh. up at your office. A, a backup things... SD card, a backup pie, a backup. <laughs> one of the things we had going into this, um, Scott, one of your guys, mm-hmm. asked me which robot would be the best amount of GoPro on. Yes. Right? So I asked Davin uh, – I said, do you have a GoPro mount 3D printed? Because I thought he had one. He's like, nope, don't have one. Well, as we're getting ready for the game, he's like, I didn't know it was for these guys. I would have printed one out. (laughs) Feel the love. Yeah, so I think that next year, Scott told me he really wants to show up with more cameras and do like a whole thing of it. So he may need to print a couple I may actually have to be good then because I don't need this all recorded in history. Oh, the no, pictures yeah, are bad no, enough. No, 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 no. You're going to phone a friend again. I know it, dude. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for next year already. Our Super Robo Rally event is going to be completely unhinged next year. I cannot wait. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. After that, we turned you guys loose to, you know, break down and get some food in your bellies. We went over to where the Noodles and Company's place used to be and did a little uh, candlelight candlelight vigil, a little uh, memorial for Noodles and Company. Rich's son, Rob, dude, Rob, Rob belted it out. My brothers and sisters, today we are gathered to say goodbye to Wisconsin cheese with extra cheese. We say goodbye to Thai noodles flat and spicy. We say goodbye to all things keto. Thank you, Noodles and Avenue, for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. Amen. 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 Miss you, Noodles. Miss you. Noodles. Noodles and Noodles.
we were given a proper remembrance of Noodles and Company. <laughs> Rob wanted to be a pastor when he was a little boy. I can see that. Yes. You heard a little bit of that come out of him. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. And then after that, we went on to Kilroy's, had a bunch of drinks outdoors, tons and tons of fun with the high shelf crew, the, the shelfies. You know, that was really our meetup. That was really our time to all just kind of hang out and be social together. It was a whole lot of fun. And, you know, Steve actually was really nice doing the robo rally to kick us off because there were a ton of people who couldn't make the late night Thursday thing, but they hung around the robo rally to like meet us, hang out with us and like get a sense for what we were up to and all oh, that it, stuff. It was kind of crazy. The, the crowd that was there from eight to 10 o'clock, just sitting there watching the game. Well, yeah. not sitting quietly, but no, no, sitting, not at all. having a good time. Yes. Yes. It was, uh, it was a blast. We had so many people just chanting and, you know, you know, in the pit, in the pit, and just like rooting for all of us and laughing at us. It was, it was such a good time. Yeah, I, I already cannot wait for 2020. After we wrapped up Kilroy's, that was really our Thursday. I mean, that was just Thursday. There's like three more days after this. You know, Friday for me was mostly Dealer Hall and Doom the Board Game. So we did a custom thing for Doom the Board Game, and I love this because our buddy Al was also in the Doom the Board Game one, and I, I, we kind of let it slip that there were going to be two different teams playing Doom the Board Game side by side. Rich was running running one game, and I was running the other, and Al was like, well, I'm sitting ri- with Rich's table, and we're going to kill you guys. You're all going to die, and we're going to win. And he was like all about that competitive, because we're competitive. We all want to win. And he didn't know the scenario. Except when we play Super Robo. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know the thing. And he was like, "I'm a, I'm a. Your team's gonna lose, David." I was like, "All right, you'll see, you'll see." We sit down to play. Doom the board game is normally one board game at a time. We combined the board game, so it was actually two teams trying to accomplish the same thing, but each team only had half the information about what was supposed to happen. When Al had to get up, the other thing we did, we did this like soul swapping thing. So whenever you died in Doom the board game, normally you respawn. But we had it so you swapped positions with other players. Rich, when you killed Al and sent him over to me, (laughs) I was so happy because he was like, yeah, 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 I know you're going to gloat. And I was like, I am going to (laughs) gloat. You know, in this sense, it's almost like we pulled a Steve and just kind of like, if there was anybody there that was a true Doom board gamer, they were probably like, what the F's? Yes. What's going on? We were like, Doom rules. Sure, they're nice. <laughs> we have more rules to put on it. A bunch of people that played were, were really into it, though. I, I think that it turned yes. out to be a really fun time. The big surprise is a surprise to you and me, Rich, was that when we showed up to run our game at noon... Doom the board game. There were sandwiches waiting for us. Con Amy sent sandwiches. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, since I've already given one shout out, I should give another. So please. The, so the pastries that came from Circle City Sweets, her husband owns Circle City Soups, which is also at a city market. And uh, both of them are very close friends of mine. They're just, they're incredible people. They're, they make literally the most amazing things. So I figured might as well keep it in the family. Um, and about, it, it was actually crazy the way the timing worked out. So 
he uh, called me. His name is Roger or Chef Hawkins. He had called me and said, hey, I'm pulling up, you know, outside of the door where I work in, in Hall A. So I went out and uh, my roommate, from my Gen Con roommate, happened to just be standing there. And I said, hey, I, I probably will need your hands. Just come out with me. So we yeah. went out. We got, you know, this big tub of these box lunches that it was exactly what I imagined. I brought him in. And then as I was walking back to my desk, David and Rich were walking up. Yes. <laughs> so I was able to just say, here's this big giant tub of box lunch. These are for you. Go give these to your people that are playing in your game. <laughs> it was such a huge surprise. Now, I, I kind of want to do this again, like a noon give food to players. Are we allowed to do that? So I thought about that after the fact. I am very much a ask for forgiveness and not permission kind of person. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw people bringing in pizzas. pizzas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I don't think that there's any real, pizza, I don't think there's an pizza. issue for, mm-hmm. you know, if, okay. if there is, I don't know, but it was it was just kind of something I wanted to try, and and since it went well, I, I have a feeling it might make an appearance again next year. But I don't see how you know everybody has to eat, and not right. everybody wants a hot dog or those disgusting nachos. Like <laughs> you have to eat at some point, and you guys, for my intents and purposes, had perfectly timed games you know one for breakfast and one for lunch so i was kind of able to test that theory and i i think it went hopefully it was well received but timing wise it went very well for me so i kind of have to ask i have to ask dave because you guys were there ready to run the games and you probably didn't have a chance to eat so you were looking forward to or you were happy to receive the food but the players were they did they not prepare for... Okay, so Rich and I, we do the packed food in our backpacks. Okay. So we, I already had food ready. I hadn't started eating it yet, but I was basically ready to eat once we got to our table. And I'm really glad to have the sandwiches. I mean, that was awesome. But none of our players had eaten lunch, and they were all going to sit down to a four-hour game without any food in their belly. And that's where, I think that's where my head was only because I I just have, I get that feeling that people, especially on Friday, you know, you, you schedule a morning game. You don't, you definitely don't have time to run out to the food trucks. And I, the way that he kind of presented it to me was, you know, there's a sandwich, there's a salad, there's a cookie, you know, like there, it, it's, it, it's somewhat substantial and then no, it's great. with it the breakfast it's i didn't it's, even finish it it was yeah, so good it's it was eight so much. o'clock in the morning like i depending on when my roommate gets up my roommate is my coffee runner so depending on when he gets up i don't even have coffee by 8 a.m so having the things in there again that's I'm trying to think of it from a what did I do Wednesday night perspective I'm certainly not gonna wake up just at seven in the morning to go stand in line somewhere and grab, you know, a sandwich or a (laughs) cup of coffee. I'm definitely, I get up at at five 30 in the morning and I'm not going to do that. So that's where, so that's a great question, Steve. I'm glad you asked that because I did wonder because some people shockingly are proactive enough to, to think, David, I have a four hour game. I don't want to sit here and starve and be angry and cranky. And, you know, I want to have a good time. And the people around me probably want to have a good time too. 
Right. Yes, that's back to work. We kind of have ours choreographed so that we have a couple people go grab us lunch, you know, during our one hour or half hour breaks. But I honestly never really even thought about the players. Right. I mean, right. for our games, they're only there for an hour at the most two. Right. But, you know, and, and I think so many players just load up their calendar, man. They're like, all right, I got a game. Yes. I got 15 minutes, yep. zero minutes to get to the next game. Exactly. It's, it's like yeah. our they don't... crew had a couple people that needed to end right on time or yeah. five minutes early. Remember, yeah. they, were, they, they were going to their next oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And we rolled the last die with 30 seconds to spare. And I was like, all right. Y'all lost. Sorry, get out of here. Oh yeah, we won. By the way, <laughs> yeah, the, the GMs won. DMs barely, won and barely, the lost. barely. <laughs> it was, it was so close. It was so close. It was, ah, uh, it was great. It was down to like two critical decisions. Yes. It was a really good game, um, and and great, great food uh, while we gamed. It was, so, it was so good. Good. Um, uh, let's see here. Friday night, we hung out and did stuff. Uh, <laughs> we hung out and did stuff every night. Yeah, you did. So Saturday was a makeup day for me. I had an event in the morning. I blew that off to do more dealer room time. I did some dealer room. I needed to pick up some games like the Cyberpunk Red Kit. Doctor Who expansion pieces. Yeah, the expansion pieces. I went and bought Eclipse Phase. I went and bought Expanse stuff from Green Ronin Press. Like, that was my day of shopping (laughs) was Saturday. Because Friday, I was in the dealer hall, but I didn't buy anything, you know? So I bought everything on Saturday, and then Rich and I sat down to play the Expanse role-playing game. Ooh, and we are going to episode that one. Yeah, that was a good one. And it I think... was a great game. It yeah. had Doctor Who RPG elements. Yeah. It had sci-fi stuff. Yeah. It had planning and action and combat, and I yeah. died almost. <laughs> it was. You almost always die. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. Back to Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday was family dinner tonight and i tell you i was so happy it was everybody was there our old family our new family we just had such a great little family night yeah and again jen kind of amy you orchestrated this entire thing you had every you had all of our days planned i i (laughs) i swear it was so amazing (laughs) so this was the one that i was the most i think looking forward to and the most nervous about somebody not having a good time or somebody having a terrible meal or a terrible experience or something. But I, I, and you guys need to be like a hundred percent honest and tell me, I think it went well. I think it went very well. Super I think well. it went great. We saw a lot of uh, mingling. We yes. were over at NADA. You, yes. you, lo- you set us up for a little private area over in NADA. Yes. Yep. And, um, you know, it, it was a big table. It, you know, you posted a picture. I mean, 15 people, something like that. Yeah. We had folks from uh, Hugo and Fernando were there. Yep. Uh, Heather was there. We had the Ryan, OG crew. Al, Larry, yep. Amanda. Yeah. Jesse. Yep. yep. My yep. roommate stopped by for a while. Yeah, it was a big yeah. group. Yeah, it was a really big setup. And it was just nice to be at a big table. And we were in, a, we were in like a private room. So yeah. we could all talk to each other. Yeah. Which, you know, that's what I like. I yeah. like to talk. And so it was really nice to just have... Um, I want to say Saturday night was really our wrap up night. And so it was really cool to kind of sit down and chill with everybody and just break some bread, drink some drink, you know, and just have a good time with each other. And great. I mean, to me again, I will, I will shout out not at any time because it is my absolute favorite. That is like mine and Polly's favorite date night. It is just such a, such a great 
spot. The The food is great. The drinks are great. It Our little server, Andrew, come on. Does it get better than Andrew? Come on. We, we were a, I would say, rambunctious group. He was very nice. He was very patient <laughs> with, you know, one second he comes and the table is configured this way. And then he comes back and these six people have all switched seats. And yes. okay, so yeah, no, it was very, it was good. It was, it was very good. It yeah, added to the overall, I think, ambiance of the evening. Yeah, they were very gracious hosts yes. to us. Incredibly. <laughs> Saturday night was amazing. We get up Sunday to fly home in the middle of the day. My my body really, really did not appreciate <laughs> the decisions I'd made Saturday night. Anybody have any cool like celebrity sightings? Oh, I saw, um, oh my God, I can't remember his name. The guy from King of Kong, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. I saw Billy Mitchell at the con, took a picture of him from afar because I'm a stalker. And then <laughs> we saw him at the airport and Rob is like, let's go talk to Billy Mitchell. And he has like a bag and he has his tux in a bag. He's kind of checked his out. Wife. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, let's leave Billy Mitchell alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Scott Kurtz of like old uh, uh like web comic fame he's a comic artist that i've loved for a long time i've been following him for a long time i ran into him randomly at the dealer hall i didn't realize he was at the convention and he was like yeah this is the convention where i get to play games and so awesome. it was re really cool to run into scott kurtz i wish we could have ran into megan from nord games oh that would have been so been good cool. that would have been so good for me i think the one thing that happened steve jackson from Steve Jackson Games oh. and, and Munchkin. Yeah. He's he's a big Lego fan. GURPS and all that stuff. Yeah, Steve Jackson really? is prolific. Oh, yeah. So he comes to Brickworld. And what? so, yeah, we see him. Big Lego displays. Actually, the first time I met him at Brickworld a few years ago, my wife was at the time a vendor, so she had a, a booth. And right next to us, right next to where she was set up was steve jackson which he had some lego accessories and signing of cards whatever so he had certain time set up where he was sitting right next to our booth a couple years ago and so he came by and and sat probably for an hour talking to brian standing next to the game and you know i got to say hi to him and and the fact that he recognizes me is kind of cool. That is that's so cool. That's cool. huge. That's yeah, that's amazing. Sighting. You talk about a, a a grand name in the industry. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the neat things about Gen Con is it brings so many people from so many different groups together that, you know, Steve Jackson is really prolific in the board gaming scene and the role-playing scene. But in the Lego scene, you guys have this cool little peer relationship where you're like buds. Yes. Um, and that is yes. a, that's a really neat thing. That's pretty cool because, uh, like I say, a few years ago, I, I actually asked him, okay, so I've got Super Robo, Super Robo Rally. Are there any of your games that we could make and <gasps> turn into something cool? Yeah. And he's like, he thought for a little bit, and you can see the gears turning. He's yeah. like, well, most of my games are not really board-based. Right. You know, it's the position on the board doesn't really matter. It's just right. sort of it's card where games you are in, in that the level. Yeah. And so we couldn't come up with anything at the time. So I'm going to have to take another oh, look through his through his games and see if there's anything that he has now that you know, would be cool. Um, was Car Wars ever track-based? Didn't they do a track-based Car Wars? Yeah, we, we, we will help you do some research to see if we can't find a Steve Jackson game that could be Legoized. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he would totally support that. Yeah. Which oh. means 
you know, it's going to be even more crazy fun. Yes. So shelfies, if you're listening and you can think of a Steve Jackson game that could be put into Lego Mindstorms in a fun way like Super Robo Rally, let us know because that would be a lot of fun if that could yeah, happen. Yeah, that'd be fun. Great stuff. Great stuff. So Gen Con this year was bigger than ever. Amy, you did so many wonderful things for us. I couldn't even tell all the stuff that you get that you did for us because it was uh, expansive. It was extra, like all extra. <laughs> I, extra is my middle name, my loves. Yes, it was phenomenal. <laughs> and thank you so much for making Gen Con even better than it possibly could have ever been. And thank you for coming back on the show, Amy. My pleasure. Thank you guys for coming. Come back every year. I want to take care of you. Indy wants to take care of you. Come back yes. every year. Yes, 1,000 times yes. And Steve, dude, we had so much fun this year. You did so many cool things with the extra moves and the extra stuff and the voting system in Facebook. It was tons oh, of fun, man. That was awesome leading yeah. up to Gen Con. Yeah, really got so much hype well. for us. So much hype. It was so good. So that was It was a lot of fun to do. And yeah. I was trying to spread it out beyond the two hours that we had there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that worked. That worked uh, in a big way. So thanks a ton for all that. I know that next year we're going to do even more, I'm certain. Um, and thanks a ton for being on to kind of bask in the glow of Gen Con with us, dude. Always fun. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, everyone who's been listening, thanks a ton. This has been a little bit of a longer episode, but, you know, there's just so much stuff to talk about. We, we had to do it. As always... Have fun and play well. May all your rolls be crits. Oh my gosh, I was so close. I was leaning forward into the mic. I was so close. I just, my timing is so bad. Oh, I think she killed you on that one. That was good. That was so good. That, that was a crit. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. Shit, I'm lit. Getting there. Yes, 100%. 100%. You had a defective run. You have the worst line. Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you sound like me it. in the bedroom? Don't look at it. Just turn the lights on. Don't look at it. Oh, no. All right. Oh, all right. We're, we're good, good, we're good. We're good, we're good. Got to do this quick. Go. That we use every year to have acceptable food for our group. Acceptable. <laughs> acceptable food. Yes. Noodles and Company has passed. It drowned. We, we regret it greatly. Tonight we remember it with words from Rob. Everybody back off. He's going loud. My brothers and sisters, today we are gathered to say goodbye to Wisconsin cheese with extra cheese. We say goodbye to Thai noodles flat and spicy. We Amen. say goodbye to all things keto. Thank you, Noodles and Avenue, for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. Amen. 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 Miss you, Noodles. Miss you.